we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Good evening, folks. You're listening to the Hour of the Time. I'm William Cooper. Chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. Time, weather, and... Highways! Veteran of three foreign wars, entrepreneur, and warrior poet, Tony Arterburn takes on the issues facing our country, civilization, and planet. This is the Arterburn Radio Transmission. Broadcasting in defiance of the Build Back Better Biden BLs above Baphomet, Bilderberg, Bankster Bunch. It's the Arterburn Radio Transmission. And I'm your host, Tony Arterburn. I'm in studio with Beans the Brave, ladies and gentlemen. It is the 3rd of June, 2022. Also uh, broadcasting live on WWCR, Worldwide Christian Radio. And of course, the only place you will find the video version of the Arterburn Radio transmission is on rockfin.com on the America Unplugged channel. I was told to give a shout out to Billy Ray Valentine, my co-host over there on America Unplugged, along with the legendary Don Jeffries, who I'll also give a shout out to. Great to be here with you folks. Um, Got some headlines to go through. Um, Yesterday... I did the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto show, and uh, if you're finding this show anywhere that podcasts are found, or if you're finding me on Rockfin or listening to me on the radio, you might want to check out the Wise Wolf Gold and Crypto show. I do that uh, program with my friend Kenzie, and uh, she's a Gen Zer, mostly crypto analyst, but uh, a lot of precious metals info there. And a couple of the stories I actually have uh, moving forward with those stories from yesterday. Uh, some good information, folks. Well, I say good. It's things you may want to pay attention to uh, because the economic data that's coming out, there's tiny signs and ripples, right, in the narrative. And I want you to know about them because they're trends. And we're going to talk about those today, uh, as well as a, a story that I found interesting. It was an in- interview with my friend Alex Newman, and I haven't had Alex on in a while. Uh, he writes for The New American, uh, brilliant guy. He's been on my show, I think, back when I was in San Antonio a couple of times. But uh, John Burt Society guy, real, real smart. He did an interview and was talking about the desperation of the globalist. And I happen to agree with a, a big chunk of his article. We'll go well, uh, his interview and we'll go over some of that today. It's it is interesting um, watching them scramble. And we've talked about that for a long time. And I think we get caught up and, you know, somehow we over I think we overestimate the enemies of darkness sometimes sometimes we under sometimes we over and it can cause a lot of black pilling despair and all that but we'll we'll go over some i think some some positive data 
And of course it is. I'm broadcasting in defiance of the Bilderberg bunch, but Bilderberg is today. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if you go to the headlines on Drudge, I'll pull this up and you got you scroll down a little bit and there's the the you know symbol for the dollar, the unfinished pyramid, Anuit Septus, Novus Ordus Seclorum, and the Bilderberg bunch meets today in Washington, DC. I thought uh I thought there was no such thing as collusion. <laughs> I thought uh I thought that there was no such thing as conspiracy, right? Um, you know, in the business world, I've always thought this was interesting. In the business world, if you collude with other businesses to fix prices, right, that's a crime, right? But when the world's richest elites get together in a secret meeting that's not covered by the press, nothing to see here. I mean, if the NFL did that, people would be up in arms, you know, if especially if, if gasoline retailers did that, uh, major oil companies you name it. You know, if, if they colluded, uh, there would be investigations. There'd be outrage everywhere, but no one seems to care. And uh, a lot of conspiracy, a lot of the unholy narrative comes out of Bilderberg. And we'll probably touch on that again, too, a little bit later in the show. There's an article up on technocracy.news. But I want to jump right into the headlines of the day besides Bilderberg. By the way, everything on my show flows together, but we'll jump right into uh, the latest and greatest from your commander-in-chief, uh, Joe Biden, your friend Joe, Uncle Joe. And this, is, this was the headline on Drudge, I think the, the, the most recent story right before I went live. And I love, the, I love the title. Is this real? Biden gives bizarre inflation speech full of obvious lies. On Friday, President Joe Biden stood in front of the world and regurgitated so many lies that one has to wonder if his speechwriter borrowed Hunter's pipe. <laughs> For starters, Biden suggests that families are carrying less debt and their average savings are up since he took office, adding that more Americans feel financially comfortable. Do you, uh, do you feel comfortable, folks? How do you feel about record inflation? How do you feel about record gas prices. You know, I covered a couple of interesting stories uh, during the time I filled in for the great David Knight. One of them was that in all 50 states, for the first time ever, gasoline crossed over $4 a gallon. And the other story I covered was that Washington State, at the 76 gas stations, they were changing their electronic pumps, the MPDs, right? They're changing those to be able to read $10 gasoline. So uh, I'm, I'm sure Biden is right on this. We're all doing well. The average savings are up. Let's uh, let's tune into the blunder in chief here, the the hologram in the Oval Office. Let's let's hear what uh, Biden has to say. Since I took office, families are carrying less debt. Their average savings are up. A recent survey from the Federal Reserve found that more Americans feel financially comfortable than any time since the survey began in 2013. You feel financially comfortable, folks. How's it going for you out there? Are you you liking the price shock when you go to the grocery store? How did that controlled demolition of our small business and supply chain from 2020 onwards, how's that affecting you, right? What about Putin's price hike? Uh, Putin's price hike, the one price hike that's not affecting Russian people. (laughs) We're going to talk a little bit more, too, about Putin's price hike and Joe Biden and his this insane narrative that he wants to carry forward. It says, meanwhile, 
A May survey from the American Psychological Association revealed that Americans are more stressed out about money than ever. Well, yeah, we've never had. Folks, and you can go look this up. And even I have to remind myself that this is real. And I'm in this business. I'm in not only alternative. I'm a conspiracy theorist radio host who's in the gold and silver business. And I have to remind myself of this fact. 80% of all the dollars ever made were made in the last 36 months. 80% from 1776 to now. All right. I wonder why Janet Yellen really underestimated the inflation. She just can't believe it. You know, the former head of the Federal Reserve, who's now our Treasury Secretary, they underestimated. They didn't really uh, understand the full the full complexity of the issues. <laughs> Again, uh, this tweet is great, uh, and I get the. I guess they got the title from the article here. Is this real? Because <laughs> Joe Biden, uh, and again. I think this is uh, this narrative is as real as the uh, porn search history for Hunter Biden, who I know we won't get into that because a family show. But my goodness, folks, uh, if you can go check out that article, maybe I'll put it in the show notes. I don't really don't want to read it here. But uh, one of the links from the pornography website that Hunter Biden was visiting, supposedly right through uh, this data that's been dumped, one of the links was texted to a person in his contacts called dad. I wonder who that is, right? I wonder, I wonder who dad is. You know, Biden says uh, price increases at the grocery store and gas stations have been exacerbated by the war in Ukraine. This is the Putin, Putin price hike. Do you realize just how ridiculous this, what this is folks is a war on you. This is a war on the American people. This is a war on our independence, right? This is agenda 2030. As policy, this is the great reset disguised as politics, right? This this is the left-right paradigm in action, right? The, well, both major parties in this country agree with whatever their handlers and giant donors from Davos tell them to do, and Joe Biden's just carrying this out. I mean, you realize that we could fix these problems, right? You want to fix the supply chain, unleash the American spirit, deregulate, get people back to work, you know, uh, stop these mandates. These vaccine mandates stop this this tyranny. You could do that in an instant, you know, just turn it back on. They're not turning it back on. You want to get gas prices down? Find a peace deal in Ukraine, right? Stop sanctioning Russia, right? You're sanctioning Russia for, again, the aggressive moves. We can go back through all of the history that led up to the invasion of Ukraine. Not picking a side, just telling you that we we gave a verbal promise to the Russians in the early 1990s, that was Secretary of State James Baker gave a verbal promise, which is a promise from you and I, the American people, that we would not expand NATO if the Soviet Union would withdraw to their own borders, right, and dissolve the Warsaw Pact. What did we do when they were defeated? We expanded NATO right up into their doorstep. And, of course, the Ukraine influence, this is a giant, giant money laundering, you know, scheme, right? It's called a, it's what you call a kitty, right, where everybody goes and gets a little bit out of the kitty. You know, just to um, line their own pockets. And we were going to park. I mean, there's I've got probably 30 stories here in my archives that I haven't even talked about yet about the bio labs being constructed. But we're going to park nukes there, bring Ukraine into NATO. I mean, again, how would we feel? And this whole thing kicked off by design, because if our government wanted peace, if our leaders wanted like Joe Biden, if he wanted peace, he'd have peace. We'd have peace. We'd have prosperity. 
it's not good for the globalist for you to be comfortable. You need fear, right? You need fear to drive their narrative, right? You, you want to have that scarcity, right? You want to have that driving you, driving you to make decisions that are, well, going to be antithetical to you being prosperous. That's what they want. They want you. They want you in that, that they're lizards, right? So they want you in that lizard mindset. Well, that's what I led off with. And I probably cover some more economic data in this first half, because this is where all this is going. Um, this was naturalnews.com. And again, I covered this yesterday, but we'll finish out the, the article that I'm going to finish with. You're going to see that there's, there's markers here. Right. These are the trends. And this is the way my brain works. Right. These are the trends. And I need you to know um, because a lot more turbulence ahead. Uh, Naturalnews.com, JP Morgan CEO, Jamie Demon, I mean, Diamond, says an economic hurricane is coming. All right. This is interesting too. Before I read the article, this is a break from the past. If you have been following economics and banking, and I mean, look, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. I mean, my dad uh, mirroring him, my grandfather, and looking at what they did. And that was just a natural part of life. So you paid attention to the economy. You paid attention to, to the markets. And one thing that's been a constant throughout modern history is that the, the major heads of the markets will never tell you about a downturn. It's pretty much uh, set in stone. They'll they'll talk about how great things are because they have all the financial products. And I want you to think about this. When is the last time you heard of the, the head of a major bank? This is the largest bank in America, by the way. But you go back to 2008, and I remember, look, I mean, I was seeing on the ground data in 2000. I started to pull back and get ready for a crash way out. And I remember turning on every single financial network and they're all telling me everything's great and they should get back in the markets and it w- this is just a, a temporary setback even like the financial news radio at the time and i thought because well, i was only 28 i thought am i getting something wrong is my pessimism over am i seeing something that uh, that i shouldn't be saying what's going on and of course you fast forward to today and you still have these same charlatans um <laughs> you still have you still have mr jim kramer mr mad money and uh Mad, it's like Mad Hatter money, right? This, this is Jim Cramer. He said the economy was a juggernaut and that the bear market is finally over. I think he released that tweet about three weeks ago. This is the same guy that says you're not supposed to be legally unvaccinated. Okay. This is this shill that's on, let's see, on MSNBC, one, one of the one of these networks, or maybe it's CNBC. I don't know. It's Jim Cramer, right? And he's telling you everything's great. So this story is one of those examples, what I've been talking about where this is odd. And this is J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon warned on Wednesday, June the 1st, that an economic hurricane is coming due to inflation and the U- Russia-Ukraine conflict. I said there's storm clouds, but I'm going to change it. It's a hurricane, he said during his speech at a financial conference in New York. Dimon added that he's preparing the biggest U.S. bank for this Superstorm, and likewise advised analysts and investors to brace themselves on this imminent collapse. Does that sound like everything's going to be okay? What it, again, the trend has always been to cheerlead all the way to the end, 
even when the things have collapsed still to cheerlead because they have products to sell. You know, that's why they have folks. This is the sleight of hand in our economics. And again, not an expert, just love history. I'm, I'm my, my, I'm a paratrooper who likes books, right? I look at the past, but you realize that we didn't have all these financial products in the 1960s, 50s, 40s, go backwards. If you go past when Nixon took us off the gold standards, all these financial pro- products. And the reason why is because you can't save anymore. You can't save anymore because you have fiat currency. And every year, every day, every minute, it's devaluating. Especially it's devaluing now. But we have all these financial products, and all the financial products are housed in the banks. They have to keep you in the casino known as the stock market. And uh, one of the ways to keep you in there and to keep you away from things, those pesky things like gold, right? They don't want you in that. They, they want to cheerlead. They cheerlead the markets. So this is a huge break. And I have to say, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. The CEO emphasized that two issues he's concerned about is Russia-Ukraine's conflict's effects on prices of commodities and the Federal Reserve's system's efforts to raise interest rates and reduce its balance sheet to tackle inflation. Uh, folks, the Federal Reserve is not going to be able to tackle inflation. This isn't the 1970s anymore. Um, you do realize that back when Paul Volcker was head of the Fed in the 1970s and Jimmy Carter was president, they raised interest rates to the teens to get a hold of inflation. And they, they just basically stabilized it, right? And got just in time for Reagan to take office and, you know, it was morning in America. And then all of a sudden the debt, I think it was about 1985, uh, crossed over the one trillion mark, right? So again, they can't, we're $30 trillion in debt now, folks. They've had this massive printing, unlike the world has ever seen. This country has never seen anything like this. And so all these economists that are talking about how they're going to, you know, put this back together, put the genie back in the bottle, no way. And they know it. Right. This is just the surface level stuff. They know it. Right. The dollar's not going to zero. The dollar's going to digital, and they're going to want you to ask for it. Right. They want you to stay. They want to stabilize the system through digital. Says the Ukraine war had a massive impact on commodities, including food and fuel. Oil almost has gone up to in price because of disruptions caused by the worst European conflict since World War II. Is it though? I mean. Then we have the Balkan Wars in the 90s, uh, potentially hitting $150 and $175 a barrel, Diamond said. He also noted that the so-called quantitative tightening, QT, you've heard of QE. That's where they just dump you know, the new currency units. They're not actually – they can't print this much, by the way. But quantitative tightening is where they start to restrict that and pull back. And you know, we were talking yesterday about reverse the reverse repo markets. Which again, you know, I was covering at the last quarter of 2019. I was reading all these reports that were not in the mainstream about how the Federal Reserve had pumped in six trillion dollars between September, which was impeachment, by the way, always a smokescreen for something. But they did, you know, September to the end of December of 2019, six trillion dollars into the repo markets. You ever heard of a repo market? I hadn't either, right? <laughs> Until we dumped six trillion dollars of uh, the Federal Reserve uh, you know, currency units into them. And now they're going to do reverse repo and quantitative tightening. This is all to pick winners and losers, right? That's all this is. And they know, uh, the elites know exactly what they've done. Uh, they're, they're not stupid, 
right? They're going to play stupid. They'll play stupid right up to the end. But what you need to be paying attention to is the fact that some of them are actually giving you a glimpse into um, what they're preparing for and not just cheerleading. In an interview with CNN on Tuesday, May 31st, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen admitted that she was wrong when she said last year that the trajectory of inflation would be a small risk. (laughs) Oh, Janet Yellen. You know, it's interesting. This merger of the Fed and the Treasury, right? They finally got the job done, even though it's kind of been all been but name only, right? The last president to really put up a fight and uh, print currency direct. Well, actually, there was two that printed currency direct from the Treasury. One was JFK and the other was Abraham Lincoln. And they have something in common. I was trying to think about that. <laughs> just, uh, just FYI. But again, I'll put this article up in the, in the show notes. These are interesting times, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and these are the, the signposts. This is what my weird mind does. I just look at headlines and I try to glean a little bit of a, of a trend out of there. Uh, try to peer into the future. As, as my wife, Melissa, tells me, she's like, stop saying you don't make predictions because you do. I'm like, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I do. All right. I had some, I had some, we'll, we'll stay on the, the uh, economics of what's going on here before we go to the break. And um, it's all kind of building to this. Let's see. Uh, this was uh, what I wanted to bring up. This was y- huge news yesterday. And I won't uh, do the gold and silver prices yet. We'll, uh, we'll do that in the second half of the show. Got some, uh, some updates on, on spot pricing. But you go to shiftgold.com, and I found this yesterday on Zero Hedge, but shiftgold.com, uh, one of those uh, signposts on the road ahead, this is demand for American gold eagles explodes. Uh, this was uh, came out yesterday, by the way. Demand for American gold eagles exploded in May, according to the latest data from the U.S. Mint. The Mint's, Mint sold more than 147,000 ounces of American gold eagles in varying denominations, totaling 200,500 coins. That was a 67% increase from March. So far this year, the U.S. Mint has sold 661,500 ounces of American eagles just for the year. The bullion demand for the form of gold eagles is up a staggering 617%. When you factor out COVID-19-related sales disruptions, bullion sales are up 400% over the five-year average between 2015 and 2019. A market strategist told Kitco that the surge in demand for physical metal reflects growing investor anxiety bubbling under the surface. Well, that's exactly what's going on. And this is just, just so you know, this is for my audience. This is the parapolitical and precious metals show, right? And this is, this is art. I'm giving you this information because I think this is only the beginning. Right. This I don't think this is going to cool off. I think there's going to be a massive trend. And this isn't a sales pitch. It's not, it's not an infomercial. I'm just giving you the facts of what I believe. And I think the problem that a lot of people are going to have is that they think that gold and these physical assets are always going to be there. But I'm telling you right now, I'm I've been privy to the back office of major trading houses and seeing what their inventory sheets look like and watching those dwindle and watching the supply lines get longer and longer. Yeah, sometimes they catch up, 
But as these prices have gone down, you're seeing even more ordering, which is it, the clown world economics when it comes to precious metals is a little overwhelming. It doesn't make any sense. I, I would think that uh, we could pick the person, whoever's in charge of precious metals pricing, we get those people in charge of our crude oil and gasoline. So when demand goes up, the price goes down. I'd like to get that, <laughs> like to get that fixed. But this, um, this article had some more, I think, some key points in it. And this is talking about uh, investors, rather than fearing inflation, they're fearing the fight against inflation, Schiff said. This is Peter Schiff. This is because how is the Fed going to fight inflation? It's going to jack up interest rates. It's going to have a tight monetary policy. In fact, it's going to start shrinking the balance sheet. It's going to start taking money out of circulation, quantitative tightening. It's going to reverse all of the inflation. It's going to suck up all that liquidity. And that is uh, what's scaring investors out of buying gold and silver. They still have confidence in the Federal Reserve. That's the average person, right? We have normalcy bias, right? The We've always been okay. The crisis has come. The crisis go. You go back to 2008. And by the way, what was our debt in 2008? What was the national debt? From the time of our founding until 2008, wasn't it about $7 trillion, somewhere in there? Uh, I know that in 2010, it was $10 trillion, right? Because I followed this for a while. I mean, you have to look at how this is accelerating, right? The, the, the uh, F. Buckminster Fuller called, called it uh, accelerating acceleration. It's like the tipping point. And now we're reaching you know, $30 trillion, and the debt doubles about what every 10 years or so, right? It just keeps going. Um, Peter uh, said that faith in the Fed is misplaced, and he emphasized that the Fed is only pretending it's going to fight inflation. The reason is, is because it can't, right? It truly can't. The Ponzi scheme of fiat currency and the Ponzi scheme of central banking, right, is the dollar became the world's reserve currency as the petrodollar. It started out as a gold standard. It started out as, in, in, especially as our founding, but I'm talking post-World War II. You know, 1944, they got together at Bretton Woods. That's where you hear the Bretton Woods Conference. They peg a gold at $35 an ounce. That stayed that way. That was pretty stable up until August of 1971 when Nixon took us off the gold standard. After that, it's been not, it's been gradual, right? And then accelerating in the last 10 years, but it's a gradual just increase of the money supply. And, you know, again, um, you could only buy the oil, you know, in, in the, with dollars, right? That was the, the deals that we had with Saudi Arabia. And this was a cold war thing, but after the fall of the cold war, we, the American empire continued to grow. Right. And we've had all these, look at these draconian measures and sanctions and things. Then you have people like Russia that are going away from it. They, they had to, they, they were forced to, and now they don't want dollars. And a lot of these other countries are saying the same thing. I mean, Brazil, I did a show yesterday talking about Israel, like getting, getting away from the dollar and so many and getting the Chinese yuan. There's a race, right? Right now, and countries are um, breaking the all-time record of getting gold. But this is something that the mainstream financial networks are not going to talk to you about, right? They're just going to tell you, oh, get back in the market. It's fine. We're going to have transitory inflation. Right. All right, folks, we'll uh, we'll go over gold and silver prices in the second half. And, of course, I've got that article from uh, the interview with Alex Newman. 
and maybe just because it's uh it's Bilderberg Day, <laughs> the the elites um, planning out how you can own nothing and be happy. You know how they can um, create their new world order or do their. <laughs> are they gonna uh, get into costume and um, or is that only at Bohemian Grove that they get into costume and uh, you know worship a giant owl in the that's <laughs> supposed to represent Moloch? Uh, who knows? Well. We'll talk a little bit about the fate of the elites uh, here in the second half. And again, uh, joined in studio with Beans the Brave. Uh, she's been uh, here with me uh, most of the week and always uh, great to have her here. And I'll see if I can put her on camera. I had a lot of requests last time I was on, but you didn't put Bean on the camera. Maybe we'll do that. We'll put Bean Bean up there. So you guys stand by. This is the Art of Burn Radio transmission. We'll be right back after the break. In a time of fake news, fake politicians, and fake fiat currency, it's getting harder to find the genuine article. That's why when it comes to precious metals, I call the team I can trust. This is David Knight for my friends at Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Proudly veteran-owned and operated, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange is your home for gold and silver coins, bullion, jewelry, and more. Prices and inventory are updated daily, so you get the most competitive possible pricing. And when it's time to sell your gold and silver items, they pay top dollar. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange also accepts and deals in Bitcoin. Call or text the owner, Tony Arterburn, today at 888-667-1836. That's 888-667-1836. Or just go to wisewolf.gold. From bullion to Bitcoin, Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver Exchange. Broadcasting in defiance of the globalists, neocons, and new world order. This is the Artiburn Radio Transmission. Welcome back. Always a great way to end my week. Got the Arterburn radio transmission. I was able to launch my Paratruther channel. Got that done. That's my, one of my other projects. We got the Paratruther podcast. And, of course, if you're subscribing to the Arterburn Radio Transmission Podcast, you're already going to get Paratruther, okay? It gets loaded up there automatically. I, I just did that to make sure I, I kept the name, right? I bought paratruther.com. And, uh, again, won't be a new website or anything. It's just uh, a kind of a play on words. You know, you guys know I was an airborne soldier in the Army. It's a paratrooper. And I've since transitioned into a paratruther. <laughs> so that's... Uh, Again, uh, just a little play on words, having some fun. And one of my first, uh, I guess my first episode was uh, my talk with my friend Owen Schroyer from InfoWars and just kind of an informal conversation between friends, uh, but always an interesting guy and a great, a great radio host and even better human being. It's up on the feed 
Uh, you can find Paratruth or anywhere podcasts are found or just uh, subscribe to the Art of Burn Radio transmission. All right. One, another one of my acquaintances uh, in this journey has been Alex Newman. And, uh, of course, he writes for the New American, uh, Liberty Sentinel. Uh, this was up on Zero Hedge and um, came out Wednesday. He did an interview earlier in the week, uh, but just talking about the deep state and, uh, of course, the globalist. He says, the deep state is in a do-or-die moment. And the warns, the globalists need to terrify everyone. Author of the popular book, Deep State, and award-winning journalist Alex Newman says, the deep state globalists are afraid the world is waking up to the tyranny they are trying to impose on every country on Earth, including America. Things are not going as smoothly in their so-called reset as they had envisioned. I would agree with him on that. Things aren't going as smoothly. Um, there does seem to be an air of, of of desperation. And again, that can be a sign of danger. Now, Newman explains the deep state is in a do-or-die moment right now. They, the elites or predator class, recognize they are locked into this. If they try to retreat, there is no retreat. People are waking up at such a rapid rate. They're in a moment where... They're going to have to go for broke and try to impose the whole agenda and damn the torpedoes in full speed ahead or they're going to be in big trouble. They're going to be prosecuted. Right, right this moment, there are conversations in state attorney general's offices all across the country, and this is a problem. People are demanding prosecution. I don't think he's wrong about that. Um, I think that in any other reality, the criminal class, the predator class, the gangster class, as my friend Billy Ray Valentine would say, have gotten away with unspeakable crimes. Uh, and you talk about violating the Constitution, treason, murder. I mean, these things are, are uh, out in the open. They've done it. Again, you have to kind of read between the lines, but it's out in the open. These supranational bodies, these people that don't believe in a nation state run our nation state. And you know how I know that? Because they say that. They don't believe in the nation state, and they run our nation state. There's a lot of that going on, and it's been going on a very long time. If we had any sort of real checks and balances, these people would be in handcuffs, right? It's kind of like Trump told Hillary, you know, if I was – because you'd be in jail, you know? He didn't put her in jail. He didn't prosecute her. So he's a really nice person, right? <laughs> but if we had any kind of real system, these people would be in jail. Yeah, the, right now, this is back to the article. Right now, the elites or predator class realize if they don't move forward very quickly, they're going to lose everything. They could possibly end up facing true accountability. And he says, I think we are in a very dangerous situation now. When people get into a position like that, they don't have a lot of options. Either they cancel the election or they cheat like crazy or they just collapse everything. The way things are going right now with inflation out of control, the food crisis and famine just around the corner, of course, that, that they engineered, by the way, and the monkeypox and bird flu, they have all the crises lined up. You realize they have a lot of options still to play. I suspect there will be some very interesting developments between now and the midterm elections. If we had honest elections, they would be totally creamed. They would be toast, and they know that. Newman thinks the next move by the deep state may be a combination of crises that include this, the collapse of the buying power of the U.S. dollar, <laughs> right? 
and the food crisis that is already in lock. And right, this is again the food crisis that they've engineered, the scarcity crisis that they engineered beginning in 2020, beginning after Trump signed the executive order on Friday the 13th in March of 2020, right, that funded all the petty potentates and governors and it kept the lockdown going, told you that you were not essential, right? That only the big behemoths are essential. The you know, Walmart, Amazon open, right? All these target open. Big box open, small business closed, right? They did this, this controlled demolition, starting with that economic warfare and sanctions on you, right? We know this. And they've engineered these scarcities, this whole thing about our our economy's on-time delivery. And I mean, look, we're even dealing with uh, the issues like in Shanghai and the zero COVID policy, right? It's not sophisticated warfare. It's a zero COVID policy. It has everything to do with COVID, not waging war on the West in a way that's never been done before. It's uh, <laughs> again, this is these are the perilous dangers that we face. And I think Alex Newman's right. I think, look, we have more than ever after 2020. You have more people than uh, are waking up to the tyranny, more people waking up to the fact that that our reality is rigged in so many ways. Our politics are rigged. Our financial systems are rigged. Our news is rigged, right? It, it, again, they're waking up to that because we've had normalcy bias, but they overplayed their hand in a lot of ways. And I mean, they still have the illusion of the elections and you can go back to 2020 and I don't know what's scarier, the, that they cheated in 2020 or that they don't need to really cheat because they have a demographic bomb, right? You guys that think this is all about Republicans and Democrats and even the elections, they know that a bit. They've been replacing voters for a long time. We talked about population replacement on this show a couple of weeks ago. Remember, you know, we weren't supposed to talk about that. Well, that's a real thing. You know, it's a real thing because they believe in demographics. And again, I don't want to get into the 2020 election because I'm actually – okay with how it turned out because we got a lot of people right now that are standing up that otherwise would have been asleep. So that's what bothers me. That's what gets, I puts me in a state of anxiety because I like the fact that people are awake. I like the fact that the Republican governors for politics or whatever reason are standing up to Washington, but they wouldn't have done that, right? They wouldn't have done that if we do, if, if Trump had won in 2020, right? If it, they wouldn't have done that and people would have said, well, he's got my back. We'll go back to sleep. But do you remember all this happened in, in the beginning of 2020? All this we talk about, you know, the the amount of dollars put into circulation, folks. Do you think that that happened under Trump, too? Yeah, that's the last uh, his 2020 was 40 percent of all the dollars ever made. Right? just again, completely going off the rails like this has we have to get away from the left right paradigm. Uh, that's what keeps me up because I think there's a huge backlash right now and it's ready to be channeled into something. It's there's a, there, again, but the Republican party could be a conduit for that to turn it into nothing. And that's what keeps me uh, going back and, and warning you again and again, don't be co-opted. Don't give up your power. Don't turn off your activism because you feel like you got the right person. It's not about that. It's about policy. 
It's about a movement. It's about people standing up to tyranny. And I think that we have the numbers. I think that we have the momentum. You know, people know what's real. I mean, everybody knows for the most part, you're going to go, you're going to find real news. You're going to go to talk radio. You're going to go to places like WWCR. You're going to go to places like 930 AM, The Answer. You're going to go to podcasts. You're going to go to rockfin.com, right? You're going to go find, you're not going to go look for the mainstream. More and more people know that, right? Because they, they don't want to, again, we may be wrong over here in the alternative media. We may have um, either incorrect information or our, our opinions aren't correct. Who knows, right? But we're not lying to you. We're not getting a script from the Central Intelligence Agency through Operation Mockingbird. We're not, we're not you know, again, alternative media is not owned by four different companies, right? Like the mainstream media is. It's funny. I saw something the other day with um, RT and RT was saying, or RT was uh, well, reporting on the, the uh, war in Ukraine and uh, the caption above it, according to Instagram was that it was state controlled media. <laughs> like they, they have to warn me that I'm watching state controlled media. It's RT Russia today. And I thought, why don't my media, why doesn't my media have a, the same thing? I'm talking about the mainstream media, the American media. Why doesn't CNN or MSNBC or even Fox news? Why doesn't it have that little ticker on there that it's state controlled? Because it certainly is. I mean, if you really think about it, who controls the state in this country? Multinational corporations, right? <laughs> Again, who controls the media? Multinational corporations. Aren't they the same thing? Isn't that the state controlled? I mean, all you have to do is have a little imagination. And you can see that the narrative gets pushed through the mainstream media, right? By the corporations for the corporations, which is the definition of fascism. And, of course, uh, Newman thinks the next move by the deep, deep state may be a combination of crises that could include the collapse of the buying power of the U.S. dollar, right, the food crisis. He says, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine? Uh, we can't count out. This is a very real prospect of that expanding, which is what I've been saying. Uh, and I don't know. Um, I hope that I'm wrong, and it's just like it's all a big um, WWF or whatever, <laughs> WEF, whatever it is, whatever the um, – uh, wrestling acronym is anymore, but you know, again, um, looking at that, hope, hoping it's wrong, right? Desperate people do desperate things. This is just like when an animal that has been backed into a corner, when you get an animal in that situation, they are really left with few options other than attack and do something dangerous. And I think that's where we all are at right now. They recognize they need the crises to advance their agenda. They need to terrify the population. All of this is about fear. They control and move their agenda forward with fear, ladies and gents. That's what all of this is about, right? And again, divide and conquer, uh, cultural Marxism. Why do you think everything's been turned up to 11, right? Rip the knob off. Why do you think it's been turned up? I mean, you, you have the assault on our culture. Wherever you stand on the culture war, you have to realize that they have really gone uh, over the top, like this is uh, social engineering on a level never before seen, right? Because you have to get people divided, right? You have to get them to pick sides. And again, while we're all fighting these little wars amongst ourselves and arguing over how many genders there are and, you know, how many colors are in the rainbow of the flag, which we're going to go over in a second, <laughs> which is more colors than you think, I guess, right? How, you know, what, what represents the flag and all the, all the, 
do you bow to it? Are you uh, are you a racist? Are you a misogynist? Are you are you homophobic or whatever? Right. And then again, these these sides have been drawn the, where you stand on the debate for the Second Amendment. You know, do you feel like people should be able to defend themselves or are you a Nazi that wants to, you know, see children murdered indiscriminately? I mean, these are the sides and these are the things that are being drawn. Do you think that's on accident? Do you think these things come organically? Or is this sophisticated warfare, right? Ravaging uh, what's left of the American Republic. And these are the desperate times. They do need to find something to completely terrify us all. Says uh, the country can be turned around, says Alex Newman. It needs to be turned around, but it's going to take work and maybe intervention by the good Lord. He says there is no silver bullet. Right. And I think, uh, you know, Alex is an honest journalist and a, and a good thinker. And um, I've always found him to be uh, very kind and a uh, pleasant person to talk to. I will say uh, that he's not wrong here. You know, they do seem desperate. They do uh, seem to be uh, backed into a corner. Uh, again, the danger here is the elites being desperate and us being desperate, too. That's the point I wanted to make with this. We're, we could become desperate. We could fall for this stuff again. You know, where we get behind another candidate that, uh, again, uh, leaves us worse off than when we found him. Right. I don't want to do this again. I, again, I want to see people taking responsibility on an individual level. Uh, I don't want people looking to Washington to solve the problems. I don't want people looking to a political party to solve the problems. We can work together. We can fix the problems. And it starts with us. It starts with us on an individual level, how we conduct ourselves, what the causes that we donate to, the, the people that we buy from, right? The people that we spend money with, the entities we spend money with, what we value, what we pay attention to, right? Because, hey, I'm a... I, I'm a veteran of the 2016 election. I saw that. I was hopeful. I wanted it to work. I wanted all that. But here we are, right? So we can't go down that road again. I'm afraid it's going to come up again. And I'm afraid that 2022, it could be still, I mean, even with, you know, even with the Supreme Court leak, right? I'm going to put leak in uh, quotations. Uh, probably was John Roberts. But uh, this leak that came out of the Supreme Court, right? Even with uh, the mass shootings and, you know, like the war on the NRA, the war on the Second Amendment, all this stuff that has, uh, you know, sprung up right, in uh, in the narrative. Even with that, I still think there's going to be a, a sweep in 2022, but you got to hold these people accountable. And we can't get those of us in This isn't a Republican thing. This is about people pushing back against globalist goblins. So I'm all ha I'm happy to see them lose elections but it's not just about that this has to con we have to hold people accountable all right uh i thought that was a good piece and i'll put this up in the show notes uh and again you know kind of in the in the line of what's going on with with bilderberg <laughs> i had uh, you had technocracy.news we'll cover a little bit of that uh the bilderberg meeting wonder if the elites do they feel uh are they are they getting anxious there at bilderberg let's just pull this article up technocracy.news bilderberg elites meeting washington dc june 2nd through the 5th here in 20 there's henry kissinger 
<laughs> There's your favorite. The Bilderberg elite are right in line in the World Economic Forum on the Great Reset with topics like disruption of the global financial system and fragmentation of democratic societies and deglobalization. <laughs> oh, I'd love to see some deglobalization. How about you folks? And Washington, D.C., the 68th Bilderberg meeting will take place here in June, taking place today. About 120 participants from 21 countries have confirmed their, confirmed their attendance as ever a diverse group of political leaders and experts from industry, finance, academia, labor, and the media have been invited. The list of participants is available on BilderbergMeetings.org. <laughs> but not what they talked about. The key topics for discussion this year are geopolitical realignments, NATO challenges, China, Indo-Pacific realignment, Sino-U.S. tech competition, Russia, continuity of government and the economy. Oh, yeah, the cog, the continuity of government, always important to the elites. Um, if you notice on here, I don't see anything about personal liberty and human dignity. <laughs> Disruption of the global financial system. Can't have that, right? Can't have things like people having their own sovereignty and Bitcoin and gold and silver. You can't, ha can't have that. You got to be inside the system. We have to create a central bank digital currency to save you, right? From the currency that we just, you know, we just debauched and uh, ran into the ground. Uh, energy security and sustainability. Oh, there's that word again. There's sustainability. You're going to see that a lot. Keep paying attention. The sustainability um, and, of course, energy security. What does that mean? Post-pandemic health. <laughs> yeah, there's the, there's the health thing. You know, the K in monkeypox is silent, just so you know. And uh, I'm still, this is day, what is this, day 20? I'll have to ask Billy. This is day 20 or so of the monkeypox <laughs> The catastrophe, uh, the crisis, I'm still monkeypox free, by the way, not bragging, but I'm pretty sure that I am. Uh, fragmentation of democratic societies. Well, um, I guess they're going to have to keep, you know, betting on democracy. Um, more voting equals less freedom. Just saying. Uh, trade and deglobalization. And of course, Ukraine. <laughs> not peace in Ukraine, but just Ukraine. Uh, founded in 1954, the Bilderberg Meeting is an annual conference designed to foster dialogue between Europe and North America. I thought that was what the Council on Foreign Relations was for. Every year, between 120 and 140 political leaders and experts from industry, finance, labor, academia, and the media are invited to take part in the meeting. About two-thirds of the participants come from Europe and the rest from North America. Approximately a quarter from politics and government and the rest from other fields. Well, um, so far uh, in my lifetime, and, and again, before my lifetime, my father's lifetime, have they made the world a better place? I'm looking at the, uh, <laughs> the Bilderberg attendees that were published here. By the way, I'll put this as technocracy.news. I'll put this up if you're, if you're curious as to, oh, here's Peter Thiel. Oh, yeah. I thought Peter Thiel was like a conservative darling. I thought he was helping us with Palantir. Oh. Now you'll find that this is where all the, the real politics happens, folks. 
everything else, you know, Bilderberg, Council on Foreign Relations, Trilateral Commission, the big banking houses, you know, that's where the real politics happen. Uh, again, that's why you're not invited. It's a big club and you ain't in it. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's go over some gold and silver news. Oh, no, I got one more story. And this is, again, uh, kind of in line for um, this is the last story of the day. Um, this was still technocracy news. I thought I wanted to bring this up because I, I haven't plugged um, my Patriot supply in a while. And going with the beginning of the show, talking about the financial meltdowns, talking about the loss of purchasing power with the dollar, talking about supply chains, uh, Putin's price hike, all, all this garbage, right? Everything that's being on purpose, uh, laid out in front of us, all these challenges that we have. On top of that, you have this weird story that keeps occurring. I wanted to bring it up because it's just hit today. This is another piece to that puzzle. Uh, who is burning down America's food processing plants? Now, we've talked about this before, but again, this is another another piece to that. Another large egg producer was ravaged by fire, further reducing food stocks and driving up prices on remaining capacity. Whatever the reason, people across the nation are wondering why over 15 so far, these plants have been burned down in 2022. Says, Personally, I do not remember a time in history where so much damage was done to a single industry in such a short period of time. This is coming from Patrick Wood over at technocracy.news. Uh, cleanup is underway at Forsman Farms in Howard Lake after a fire on Saturday night. According to the Wright County Sheriff's Office, crews responded to the scene off Highway 12 around 10 p.m. Uh, Sergeant Troy Watcher told KARE 11, the news station there, the fire destroyed a poultry building with an estimated 200,000 chickens inside. Again, these are, uh, these are the trends, folks. We saw they're flying planes, like multiple planes have flown in and, you know, into the food processing plants and catching fire. And I mean, all this stuff going, you know, when I say sophisticated warfare, I mean it. Uh, it's not for effect. I, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Uh, how this tracks back to a single source or anything like that. But I don't think it's an accident. I don't think that we're just, I don't think history is a series of things bumping into each other and ups a daisy. That's how it goes. I mean, that's what a, a court historian will say. And that's just completely nonsense, right? We know that there's an agenda. We know that Luciferian satanic people that have control of the money supply, right? They, they plot, they conspire, right? Who knew? And uh, they want their new world order. They want their agenda 21. They hate humanity. You know, again, I mean, you sum up how the elites look at you by, what was it, Prince Philip, right, who recently just passed away. I mean, was it like a year or so ago? And he said, you know, one of his famous quotes was, uh, when I die, I hope that I will be reincarnated as a deadly virus. I hope I am reincarnated as a deadly virus to do something about population. That's how the elites look at you. So again, the people with the money, the people with the power, they don't like you. They don't like population. What are they doing? Well, hopefully they're as desperate as Alex Newman thinks. And, uh, you know, again, I think we can, once, once the globalists are defeated, we get them out of the way, right? Once we have a, a real clear 
uh, view of reality and we can make our own way, uh, we'll make the world a better place. But this is, again, the modern history. And maybe when you do more shows, I'm probably going to just do like more deep dives on the origins of fiat currency because I heard somebody the other day, I think it was on Tinfoil Hats podcast, and I got to get this particular gentleman on, but he called it um, Babylonian money magic. And I thought, wow. I that's a great terminology. I've you know I've read Babylon's Banksters um, by Joseph P. Farrell, a great book, and it kind of talks about the origins of that. But then again, this is what we are seeing in our world today, and you can you know this. I think it's biblical, which is personally my faith, right? And um, we, I see the the evil behind it. I see the the satanic roots of the new world. I see all that, right? The anti-human, anti-freedom. Um, taking away your your ability to experience joy and self-actualization, all the things that the elites do. It all stems from, again, the the, uh, the Bible called it, right? Uh, the root of evil, right, is the love of money. The root, not money, not money. The money's not the root of evil. The love of it, the lust for it. And our elites certainly love, they love that power too. Uh, so speaking of money, uh, let's go over uh, gold and silver prices real quick before we close out. 1,851 Luciferian Bankster notes make a troy ounce uh, for gold. Uh, 1,850 Fiat Federal Reserve notes per troy ounce for the yellow metal. It's down $18.92 since the opening of today, which again, if you have paid attention to the entire show, you make your own mind up. Uh, why are these prices down? Um, with all the data that you've seen, with inflation, with everything else, why is it down? I'm going to let you do your own thinking. Uh, silver, $21.92, down $0.46 cents since the opening today of trading. And it's just, again, these are just unprecedented. Um, uh, the reflection of value here isn't real. I'm not telling you to invest in gold and silver. I'm not telling you that about, you know, that you're going to, this is the this untapped potential of this market and all this. I, I'm not into that. But I will tell you there's something wrong here. These numbers should not be this way with the economic damage that's been done. There's something else here. And when I see the elites moving, I see the countries buying, I see the demand going up. I mean, 600 and some odd percent in increase in orders for American gold eagles. Just the U.S. Mint alone, that doesn't even reflect uh, the private buying of non-American um, mints that's been happening that I'm seeing too. And I'll close out with this. Wise Wolf Gold and Silver, you can go to wisewolf.gold or wisewolfgoldandsilver.com. Uh, I'm seeing, just for my audience, and I need you guys to know this, um, I'm seeing an increase in people rolling over 401ks and IRAs, their traditional stuff that's in the paper markets. I'm seeing an increase in that. Um, I never, like again, never before seen. Uh, I set up gold and silver IRAs in 2019 as a small shop. and I'm seeing, I guess, in the last uh, six months, I've done more than I did in 2019, 2020, and 2021 combined. So just so you know, people are rolling over traditional stuff, getting out of the markets. There's there's a trend happening, and uh, I wanted you guys to be aware. All right, Arterburn Radio Transmission, Arterburn.news. We will be back Monday. So Mondays and Fridays, 2 p.m. Central Time, uh, look for the Arterburn Radio Transmission. The only place you'll find it live is on rockfin.com on the America Unplugged channel. Um, again, have a great weekend. Uh, be careful. 
and uh, we'll have more uh, news and uh, reviews and all the good stuff here uh, on the Art of Burn Radio transmission uh, on Monday. And, of course, tune in for America Unplugged. I uh, do a show on rockfin.com, America Unplugged, the great Billy Ray Valentine, the legendary Don Jeffries on Saturdays, 11 a.m. Central Time. You guys be careful. End of transmission. Life is a continuous confrontation with forks in the road. One is good, one is bad. And you could always wander completely off the road altogether and become lost. Totally and completely lost. If you take the wrong fork at one of these junctions, there is always the opportunity at the next fork to get back on track. But it is a constant battle within ourselves. You see, I have studied this concept for many, many years, and I have to tell you that if there is a real devil, like Flip Wilson used to say, the devil made me do it. I'm not telling you that there's no such thing as Satan or Lucifer. I'm telling you this. If there really is a devil, that devil exists in the hearts and minds of men and nowhere else. Nowhere else. For if you take man out of the equation, evil ceases to exist. And there is left only the laws of the universe and the balance of nature. Put man in the equation and before long evil will rear its ugly head and present itself to the world. The evil is within man, and that is why it was called the fall. The devil never made anyone do it. If you do it, you did it yourself because you fell into temptation. For until man once again confronts the real nature of his own condition and of the world around him and accepts full responsibility for his actions without blaming anyone else or any devil, until then we will always be a puppet on the end of someone else's string. And ladies and gentlemen, when that someone pulls that string, we will dance.